Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. In this episode, we have our weekly chat, volume 10. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. Today, it's the weekly chat where we talk about all things not film and TV. Sometimes You those better topics, not talk about any films. Sometimes it comes up. You know, you can't do anything about it. But we try not to talk about it at all and just kind of have a natural flowing conversation. We'll try. <laughs> about other things that go on in our lives because we're so, we're such exciting people. <laughs> yeah, outside the podcast, I don't know what else I do in movies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, today, in particular this week, it's hot. Summer it's has hot. Summer has hit L.A., and the L.A. summer can be a bit unbearable at times for anyone else who deals with summer, too. But, uh, yeah, that's what we're dealing with right now. We've got the A.C. running. But our studio, we don't. the A.C. doesn't really work back here. It gets pretty toasty. And, then, and we have an air conditioner back yeah. here, but we can't have it on while we film. So we Impossible. have to either film in the morning or in the evening. Like, early in the morning is the best time before the heat comes because it comes in waves, obviously. L.A. is known for having, like, you experience different seasons every day. Like, yeah, yeah. springtime, you experience... Spring in the morning, then summer in the afternoon, then winter at night. It's like very cold at night, even though because it's the desert climate, there's less greenhouse gases. That's because if anyone doesn't know why, why uh, it's so much cooler at night in deserts, it's because there's no there's not much enough moisture in the air to keep the the hotness trapped down because if the uh-huh. sun's beating down on the ground all day, yeah. that traps the heat. But then it just goes away because there's not a lot of moisture in the air mm-hmm. to keep that heat down. So there's just it's way cooler at night in desert climates than it is somewhere else. And also L.A. in particular gets pretty hot because of all the concrete in the city, and that concrete holds on to the heat. So this, that's why also the city and the valley in the middle of L.A. can get really hot compared to the outskirts of the city because there's so much rock and concrete to hold that heat in. That's trees and stuff, man. Trees really trees. provide not just shade, but also protection from heat that just is just when the sun's just beating down on you all goddamn day. And that shade. <laughs> I love trees. Neighborhoods with trees are so much cooler. But I was curious about um, running an AC. I looked into it today because we always have the debate. Should we run the AC constantly and keep it at like 74 degrees constant? Or should we just turn it on when it gets warm in the house and then keep it, keep it off when it's when it's nice and when no one's home. And the argument is that it might take more energy to constantly always have to cool the house down if it's at yeah. high temperature. So, so the argument is if it gets too hot in the house, just cooling the house down would require way too much energy. But I looked into it pretty extensively today, and everything I read said that for the most part, if you keep it on a degree at all times, that will use more energy than if you just use it when you need to. Plus, I'm a big proponent of some fresh air. Me too. Me too. I like fresh air. I mean, yeah, filtered air from the AC is great when it's very hot or or when it's very cold and you have the heater on. But I like fresh air. I I like to get fresh air air in the house every single day at night. Just air the house out because, you know, it can get stuffy. Yeah, I love having my window open at night because, like you said, it actually gets cold at night in L.A. And in the summer, in a cold night, having that breeze flowing on me. It's really, it's terrific. You know me, I gotta stay cool. I gotta, I gotta. Jimmy have fans has three fans pointed at him. I don't have three. I have. So I and have. He's, and he's spread eagle on his bed, naked. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know how I sleep? It's not even close. It's, well, it's kind of close. 
I have it's pretty close. I have one of those window fans where it can either it just slides into your window and then it can either be sending the air internally or externally. So it acts as a, an exhaust as well if you want it to. Or and I also have a top, like a standing fan. So I'll have the standing fan pointing on me and at nighttime I have like the fresh cool night air pouring into my room from the window with my window fan. It's a good life. For me, I don't that's too <laughs> that, that window fanning is too loud. No, it's it's cool. It's quieter. It's, it's a quieter? lot quieter than it used to be. Because it used to be really loud. It used to be really. <laughs> what did you do to fix it? You I don't know. Some just WD forty on I it. Just all the times, sh- all the times. Yeah, I'm breathing in WD forty <laughs> oil. <laughs> it's a dad solution. No, I think all the times I've just punched it <laughs> from being too loud. It's finally from night terrors. It's finally no, just from being loud. Oh, you just would like hit it. I'm just like, oh, he's so annoying, you fan. And then I think it's finally quieted down because of the abuse I've been putting on it. Hear that, y'all? You don't need a Dyson. Just punch your fan. Punch your fan. It works. Dysons are cool. They're so expensive. They are. But I have. But no, I love the Dysons in in Italy. Oh, the, the, the vents in Italy yeah. are really great. Because in Italy, the faucets in public bas- bathrooms, not all of them, but a bunch of them that we used, it would be like this wide faucet that was like maybe like 10 inches wide. And it was a bar, a metal bar. It was like a faucet but with like a, a pole at the end of it. And the middle of the faucet was water. And then... There was soap right there as well, so you could wave under your hand for soap. And then the edges of the of each bar of the faucet was a Dyson wind machine. So then all you had to, you did everything right there. You didn't have to move an inch. You just did all of your all your necessary requirements for washing and drying your hands were right there in front of you. Every single country in Europe had those. FYI. You're right. Yeah. All yeah. All, all the, the airports, airports had them. Yeah. They're awesome. They're really cool. And I'm usually wary about the hand dryers that are static or just always I don't there. use them at the gym. The one at the gym, I think it's I've talked filthy. about it before on the show, how disgusting it is because people put like their, they'll put like their shoes and yeah. sandals in there. I saw a guy do it with their sandals yesterday. So it's one of those ones where it's a Dyson Air hand fan vent on the wall. And you, it's the one where you put your hands down into like the, yeah, it's like a big I think that's gray the most one. popular so you put your Dyson hands one. down into it. And yesterday I saw this older guy, he had clearly just finished like brushing his teeth and combing his hair and all sorts of stuff after taking a shower, after working out. And I'm just washing my hands and and then I watched him take all of his toiletries that he just was using and he was drying all of those inside the Dyson air dryer. Like a cloth towel and stuff? Literally the most disgusting thing ever because like your your germs from your mouth are now all over the inside of that fan. So I never use the Dyson fans at the gym because of the the things I've seen people put inside of those things. Some of them are unspeakable. I just shake my hands and then wipe it on like the sides of my shirt. Dudes will put anything in Dyson air vents. And they're just just filthy looking. I I don't touch them. But um... I used to have to be. I used to have to have the fan to sleep, but nowadays, I've gotten pretty pretty good at falling asleep without needing a fan. What about like white noise or something or no, brown I noise? I don't really need anything. I'll, I'll use it if I need to sleep and I can't sleep for some reason. Like I used it a few times during our trip, and but otherwise, I've, I've been got I've gotten a lot better with sleeping. Where I do like sleeping with the the white noise of the fan, and I've sh- I showed you that playlist on spotify that has a couple good tracks that i'll use every once in a while but for the most part i don't really need it anymore yeah i didn't use them yet because you know the tracks that they sent me it's just some guy going sleep Sleep. you're great sleep you're you're a wonderful guy sweet dreams (laughs) just kidding that's not what he sent me um but i'm a i'm a big user of brown noise every night at, at when i go to bed as well as my fans but like there's like that great uh audio and tiktok of 
Interstellar yeah. Coop screaming no and no, this guy no god a, please this guy no. made a great one with the sound where he's like when you use a fan in your bedroom to go to sleep for the first time and you wish you didn't because you're just stuck using it for the rest of your life and I think I'm in one of those positions where it's kind of like you have coffee yeah. at too young of an age then it's like forever I'm having coffee every day yeah yeah true true that true that so I think I'm stuck with the fan and the brown noise I think it's all it was also because I used it to sleep because I used to live with very noisy people um, a few years yeah, ago, I can attest to that. So I needed like loud noises in my room to drown out all the noise that was happening up until like midnight, one o'clock every single night of three my, o'clock sometimes of my life. Yeah. So I needed the brown noise and the fans to kind of somewhat drown it out. So I'm just too addicted to it now. Understandable, understandable. I, it's no, I don't trauma, man. Yeah, I know. I, you have PTSD about it sometimes still too. I got a little bit of it, but you got the you really got the blast of it I all. Got, I got a yeah. the blast. But of uh, it. we actually have uh, a new roommate coming in on July first, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, wonderful person, seems like a really great candidate, and uh, they have recently been approved, so they'll be moving into our home on July first. And then Juno's gonna be pissed. Juno's gonna be very uncomfortable for some time. He's not he's not good with new people. He takes. Definitely some warming up to, and even then, he might never be friendly to the to the new roommate. But we'll see. And it's not like he's mean; he just avoids people. He'll just like not like cuddle with them, and doesn't like being pet by them. He doesn't even like being pet by me half the time. And you're his guy. Yeah, I'll I'll go to pet him, and he'll be like, "What are you doing? Get away from me!" And he'll try to bite me. So he's a very particular cat. So we'll see how it goes with a new person. I'm sure it will go go fine. But we had some. Uh, some other candidates, they all went. They all were pretty good, but we had we had one guy who just straight up lied to us. What happened was, it was uh, we scheduled a, our our roommate. Currently, she handled it all and did a great job finding people to interview for the place and to look at the house. And one guy, it was a Zoom call appointment at ten o'clock a.m. And we had scheduled, I think, five viewings that day. Two of them would be over Skype. And over Zoom, and then three of them were in person. Yeah, no Start- one uses Skype yes. anymore. <laughs> That's so 2010. Starting from, um, I think it was like 9.30 to like 11, we did them. And then, so this guy at 10, it's 10 o'clock, we hear nothing from him. No, this guy was supposed to be in person. I'm sorry. This guy yeah, was, was in, pers- in, person, yeah. in person at 10 a.m. It's uh, oh, five of and we're just waiting. Um, He's probably going to show up at 10. 10 comes, then 10.05, then 10.10, then 10.15. We are nothing from him. And the three of us were like, what the hell? And then our roommate texted the guy, no response, no response. And then it's like 10.20. And then we actually did a tour with another person over, um, over Zoom while we were waiting. And then this guy texted our roommate at 10.33 saying, oh, I had a work thing. Well, no, she texted him first. I already asked, said that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, and then at 10.33, the guy texted our roommate, replying to her text from earlier, saying, oh, I, 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 sorry, I had a work thing. I can't come in. Is it okay if we just do a, a Zoom call instead? And then she was like, yeah, that's fine. And then so the guy... I was like, we should not even interview him. He's yeah. lying. Yeah. And then... Um, it was Saturday morning. Yeah, I was, it, I was so pissed. And then so our roommate called, Zoom called him. And he answers but doesn't turn on his video. And so we're, we're just saying hi for, for a minute, small talk. And then she's like, could you uh, turn on your video? Uh, we'd, like to, we'd like to see you. And they turned it on. He was just in his, at his place uh, in his patio, sitting down at a table. Like probably just – it looked like he was just eating breakfast and just woke up. And he just straight up, straight up lied to us like about work. And he just forgot about it. And it, if it wasn't for our roommate texting him, he never would have texted us or even – communicate with us that he wasn't going to come and it was, it was so annoying because I, I just it's the worst thing you can do when you i think punctuality is a is a big thing for me 
being very late for something is it's okay to be a little late but being very late i have it's like one of my pet peeves but then also just lying to people and making up a fake excuse about it i mean if you're in your if you're young yeah it's whatever i've made plenty of excuses and lies about things Anthony that i messed was a up big liar. i was i was the big fat liar that was that movie was based on me <laughs> <laughs> but um but this guy was our age he's um over 30 and he's a, he's a seasoned adult so i there's i think there's no no there should never be excuses or lies. Just a little accountability is what I look for for people our age. And that, that was not there at all. Surprised you guys entertained the Zoom call for so long. I was in the house. We were just, just like, being polite. And um, also we de- we were kind of desperate in the moment because at that moment we didn't have the roommate we have now. So yeah, we were just we, we were kind of like in a in a bind. Yeah, man. I don't mind if someone's late like 10, 15 minutes. It is what it is. Things happen. But to like not even show up and then yeah. lie about it. Yeah, and to be lie like, about I'm, it. I'm doing a work thing and then yeah. you're, you're home drinking coffee. Sending emails. Come on, guy. <laughs> Come on, guy. Let's go. Um, I ha- You want to go through some fun questions? I would love to. Uh, I have this great list of like 400 questions, fun questions to ask your friends. We're friends, right? We're best friends. We're best friends? Oh. <laughs> oh uh, well, I mean, we're friends. You're my best friend. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, sounds, uh, sounds like you're definitely not lying. Let's see. <laughs> uh, here's a funny one. What's the biggest mistake you've ever had in the kitchen? Biggest mistake I've ever had in the kitchen. That's a good question. I've burnt some things re- very badly, I, I remember. Um I made a mistake of re- a recent mistake though was I had this ground beef that did not smell too super good but it wasn't bad on the date. The date w- the date was still acceptable for for being cooked, but when I opened the the ground beef it just smelled sour. And I was like, maybe it's just like the exterior maybe there's just uh. and then I cooked Ugh. it I cooked a meatloaf with it, and then I took a bite of it, and I almost threw up. It was so bad. I think I could smell how yeah, bad it, it was. It was, was nasty, and so that was it was dumb for me to even try it when it didn't smell right. And that was actually a recent thing that I did. That was like maybe two months ago. But in the past, I've burnt so many bad things and just like ruined ruined meals by just like not paying attention. And I didn't burn the house like what, down like a frozen pizza. No, <laughs> no, not like that. But I've I've burned I've burned dishes. Um, I think I think one time I was cooking like a stir fry, and then I got distracted on my phone like a bonehead for like twenty minutes, and then I got back and the chicken was just like black and dry as heck. And you just swipe it on your yeah. grinder account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was just swiping away. Probably was. <laughs> I was probably swiping on Bumble or something. That stuff could just hook you. Um, but I've definitely burnt some bad things in the past. What about you? Uh, my my most tragic tragic incident in the kitchen happened like a couple months ago. When I dropped an entire dozen eggs, <laughs> an entire carton of dozen eggs, the good fancy I watched it happen. I had just bought. I was so excited to use them to make breakfast in the morning. And as I'm trying to put them into the fridge, I don't know, they fell out of my hand and the entire 12 dozen eggs fell onto the floor. And I got to tell you, cleaning up like an, a raw egg is a horrible a event. Like it's so hard to clean up. It's just disgusting and just slimy and gets everywhere in the cracks of the floor of the hardwood and everything yeah. it's just nasty it's hard to absorb into paper towels picture that with 12 eggs it was a nightmare the disappointment in your voice because i was in the room too i was just um in the on the couch and i when you dropped them you were like no you were in the room you had just come in right no no i was there when you dropped them you? and you were like you were like no you were like so depressed when you said you yeah. didn't even like you weren't even upset. You were just disappointed in yourself. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was. That's truly what it was. The disappointment in myself. You're like, oh no, because I drop stuff all. We all know I'm, I'm a clumsy He's the guy. Of the house. 
that only happens here. It's so weird. I actually spilled coffee today. But um, I always, whenever I drop or something or spill something, I always act like it's the worst thing I could have ever done. Like I down talk myself so bad, and I'm like, I'm like, your life is ridiculous. Like yeah. how, this is your life. You oh, you spill stuff. Like I drop something. I'm like, wow, your life is ridiculous. It's terrible. <laughs> you beat yourself up. You over are it. such. I like, call myself an idiot all the time over it. I'm uh, like you idiot. You're not like an idiot, man. This is so sad that you drop stuff like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, got another uh, fun question for you. Let's hear it. Are you afraid of ghosts? No. And do you believe in ghosts? No way. I don't believe in them so at all. I don't all. believe in them at all. I've, I'm not afraid of ghosts at all in any way. What if they were real? Would you be afraid of them? If they were proven to be real, I, would, I mean, obviously I'd be afraid of them. Everyone I, would. I'm still waiting for a single piece of evidence that ghosts exist. There's no evidence. Sorry, Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure other people believe in ghosts too. I get it. But I just, I need to see it. I need some evidence. I, yeah, I just, I don't see them. Every paranormal show is just a no. bunch of people like... Did you hear that? They never find anything. Oh wait, that's not that's not a ghost. They never it? find anything. And they're like they got the night vision cameras. It's very entertaining, and I get why they do it. Those television shows get a lot of viewers, but I still need to see real things happening. In I don't know, but I, the story I've been scared like like in the house by myself and hearing creaks and cracks and being like younger and like it's obviously that scares you, but. It's all just in your head, and it's all just explained by things like maybe you're in an old house, and that's just a natural part of it. Um, being around, if it's like warm or cold, the wood can change in terms of um, the actual wood can shrink a little bit or inflate a little bit, just on a very microscopic level, but it creates a sound. Things like that happen in homes all the time, and so there are exp- explanations for hearing sounds in a house, and I think that so many people chop that up to, oh, that was supernatural. True. Yeah, I used to be scared of stuff around the house. I think everyone, like, if you're home alone and it's dark, and you just hear you hear weird things, like you hear the noises. It's because you're kind of on edge, especially if you're at like a vacation home or something like that, or an Airbnb, and you you know this isn't somewhere I know, and you just hear all these weird creaks. You're like, that was a person. That was someone walking yeah. in the in the attic. Yeah, yeah. They have would, a knife, yeah. and they're gonna murder me in my yeah. sleep. Yeah. So not ghosts, but there I, there was a house I I used to dog sit for this guy. And he had a big house, and I would sleep over the house on weekends with the two dogs. And it was it was a really big house. And at night, they would get kind of noisy. And there were so many entrances to the home, I would be like, "Fuck, there could be someone coming in in any one of these doors, and I'd be dead." Plus, didn't that place have like big when like big yeah, glass windows? Yeah, tall glass. Front? Yeah, still floor ceiling windows and like sliding doors and stuff. So it was pretty easily accessible. And yeah, I did get a little. I would I would get a little paranoid in that house, but I always had the dogs with me. But they weren't like. They, they, one was a chocolate lab, and one was a very old. Sh- um, what was what was she? Golden Retriever. Yeah, very Anthony old. used to be the dog whisperer. Dog Caesar I, Milan. AMD dog whisperer. <laughs> what was the best part about dog walking? And what was the worst part about dog walking? The best part was um, I would just go on hikes with like four or five dogs at um, generally at Callahan State Park, which is a really nice public park with lots of space, like dozens and dozens of acres. Framingham, right? Yeah, Framingham. I think it might be over. Uh, 300 acres or something it's really big and it would just like hang out and go on hikes and jogs there and go by the lake and one of the dogs could swim and it was really fun it was great and i had a i had a pug and the owner wanted me to get the pug to lose weight so i would uh, <laughs> so we had i did, i took the pug on the hikes but she would uh, always like 
end up getting way too tired, so I'd have to carry her like the last 20 minutes of the hike. It's really <laughs> so cute. I would be carrying like a, this overweight pug that could barely Aren't walk. Aren't all pugs technically overweight? I think so, yeah. They're such a weird dog that exists. Yeah, There's but, a lot of weird dogs that exist. But the, like she was not in shape. Like the owner never walked her. So she just got, she couldn't barely exercise. So I had to get her in a shape. But then the worst part would be, I guess, I mean, it's hard to think of a worst part about hanging out with dogs. Because um, if we went to the park, I, wouldn't, I didn't always clean up their poop. I didn't have to. Because in the woods, when they pooped, like, I'm not picking that <gasps> up. But picking up the poop was never really a problem. I can't think of a bad thing about taking care of dogs for a job. It was pretty great. It was awesome. I would just say the, the drawback was driving around the houses because the, the owners didn't live near each other. So if I had several dogs for one day, I would have to bounce around to a bunch of houses. So it's a lot of driving uh, to these people's houses to get them all um, and bring them back in time. But otherwise, that that was the... Probably the most difficult part of the job, but otherwise it was just so much fun. It was great. Yeah, I've walked some dogs in the past, and obviously dad's dogs walked them a million times. I love walking dogs. It's a lot of fun, but sometimes when you walk friends' dogs, some people, you know, depends on their life if they want to leash train their dog well to, like, make walks a lot less stressful because I'll see people just all the time in L.A. just walking their dogs, but the dog is just, like, pulling them like a horse pulling a carriage just like <laughs> dragging them everywhere but you really can train yeah. your dogs to walk properly on a leash and it's not that hard it takes a, a week or two just to really get it in yeah and also if you see a dog that's stopping to sniff constantly and the owner's not doing anything about it that's something that you can train out of a dog to really not stop every 10 seconds to sniff something got another question for you what's that what is your oldest possession that you have my oldest possession? That's a good question. I just I, thought of it. Um, well, it used to be my old wallet. Your Red Sox one? Yeah. But um, someone stole it on the plane, remember? That's right. Not this last year when I when we flew to Boston. Um, it got jacked. I left it in the I put it in the in the pouch in front of me and then I think the guy sitting next to me stole it. But I had that wallet since I was like fourteen. And I kept, and it was so it was so old that the stitching of it had a Red Sox logo on the front, and it was so old that most of the logo had disappeared from just the stitching had just faded away, and the string had just broken off so much. But it was so comfortable and fit inside my pockets perfectly, and the leather was really soft and bendable, so it was really a perfect size and texture wallet. The material it was a great size, yeah. And I had that. It had to have been almost. I almost hit fifteen years with that wallet. That had to have been close to that because I got it like at um, Hampton Beach when we were kids. You got that at Hampton Beach? Yeah. In New Hampshire, kid? New Hampshire. Because the thing with men's wallets, they've always just been so big and yeah. bulky and annoying. Yeah. It's like, like guys, it's hard to find a It's good hard to find wallet. a good sized wallet because, you know, now I don't even leave the house with my wallet that much anymore because I never need cash anywhere. You don't really need cash to exist in Western civilization <laughs> anymore. It's crazy. And so I now I just use my phone, but I, my phone case has a, a little slot and a little opening for cards to fit in. So I just keep my, my main debit card and my license in there. And I'll leave the house on my wallet now regularly because the wallet's just dragging around your wallet. It's just so giant and bulky. Yeah, it's, I, would, I like, I prefer a small wallet, but most, most wallets are just a little too oversized. I don't know why. I think my oldest possession that I have might be my golden charm necklace that we got from our great aunt before she passed away she gave us each 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A golden medallion that have like Christian saints on them. Mm -hmm. And I still have it. And she gave it to us, I want to say when we were like 14, 13 years old. So almost 20 years ago. And I still have that. St. James? I don't know what I can't remember what saint it is because they were they were passed down to her and then she gave them to us. Yeah, and so I still have that gold chain. I lost mine years ago. I'm sure it had Saint Anthony on it. You probably pawned it. (laughs) I lost it uh, during a move. I think isn't Saint Anthony the finder of lost Lost children too? (laughs) Finder of lost things. (laughs) Finder of lost items. So ironic that you lost your Saint Anthony. The irony, yeah. (laughs) Damn it, Saint Anthony! I I don't really wear it. Uh, I've worn it on sketches. For like to look yeah, like the yeah, Italian the gold guy, chain. yeah. So it's pretty it fun like that. But I still have it. I've always had it. I mean, gold chain is in style now. You should wear it. Should I? Yeah. It's maybe a, it's maybe in, I will. It's very in. Maybe I will. Yeah. It's, maybe it's I'll wear. Very fashionable. Because we're actually doing something pretty exciting this week. Maybe I'll wear it when we go there. Should oh. we? Should we keep it under wraps? What we're doing? Yeah, I'll keep it under wraps. We'll keep it under wraps. We don't. I don't like to, to brag about things until they're done. True. So we're doing something fun on Thursday, and you'll all find out about it this weekend or on Monday. Yeah. Maybe I'll wear the gold chain then. Yeah, but I mean, you should dress how you normally dress. You don't have to do anything extra special. Last time I wore a gold chain, someone made fun of me. Really? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's too bad. Where would you? Where'd you wear it? Where did they make fun I, of you? I was you? wearing it out. Uh huh. Someone made fun of you out? No, like, like in person. Someone I was with. Really? Yeah. What did they say? So like, what's with the gold chain? Like, sounds like they're a little insecure. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> sounds like they wish they had a gold chain. I thought it was pretty cool. What is it? That was a weird thing to say. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like some some guy gave me crap because I don't have that many pairs of shoes. I was like, I don't need I don't need that many pairs of shoes. How many pairs of shoes do you need? <laughs> As a, I mean, for me personally, I have my two athletic pairs, and then I have boots. And then I have two dress pairs, like my white shoes and then my brown shoes, and that's it. That's all I have for shoes. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, I don't. I personally don't need any more shoes than that. I think that's more than enough. That's that's too many for me. Uh, I'm in. <clears throat> I mean, that's just me. Hey Amen. You live your life. Live your life however the hell you want. That's I, what I say. I will. But I would say the oldest item I have right now are probably a couple of books that I have. Good. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. You probably got some old ones. Yeah. All right. If you could. Talk to yourself at age 15. What would you tell little Anthony, teenager, stoner Anthony? <laughs> um, don't try so hard to fit in. True. Just be yourself. True, kid. I would say kind of the same thing to my 15-year-old self. Yeah. I was very... You were really into trying to like be in the cool I crowd. I tried, yeah. I, was, I, I had trouble finding people and... I wanted. I desperately wanted to be cool, and I desperately wanted to be in the popular crowd. But, and I spent a lot of time trying to. But then, I realized I'm not. I wasn't suited for that, and it's not like it wasn't my personality and the kinds of people I wanted to be around. And then I just stopped. But for a long time, that was like a really big focus of. I cared a lot about what people thought of me. I, I cared so much about like what I wore and how I I appeared to people, and I cared so much about like wanted to hang out with these these people and those people and and to not hang out with those people it was it was really like it was very i was it was constantly stressing me out and made up most of like what i thought about 
Yeah, what's really interesting about high school is when you're in high school and you're that age because of, you know, the hormones and everything, the social hierarchy and of games going on, it's like the if it feels like the only place that exists on the planet and it's the most important thing in the world too to try to like for a lot of people to like socialize and fit in because the social we're social animals and I think it's just so heightened at that age and when you're around so many other people of that age and when you're teenagers it's really really tough and then you find out when you leave high school that none of it mattered none of it you can still make friends and communicate with them and after high school but like being popular it doesn't matter in high school it really doesn't until you're out of it it feels like it's the biggest and most important time of your life when it really isn't yeah 100 percent. so i I actually i it's a little sad but i didn't have many close friends i had a few um, but for the most part, not that, not that many. Yeah, man, you don't have to fit in. You're already a great guy. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle still to this day. You're really, you're a really <laughs> cool dude. I don't know about that. <laughs> what's your, what's your least favorite chore to do around the house? Least favorite chore. I mean, I, I mean, I don't mind doing any chores. It's, but I would say the least favorite would be, I mean, obviously cleaning the toilet. Yeah. That's probably the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I think for me, I I'm so happy and great at like helping keep the the re- the whole house clean. Guys, like, you should you should see this guy take out the trash. It's, it's like I'm pretty good at it. I've never seen anyone do it like him before. I, I just so, I never let it get overflowed, man. And something and usually when I take the trash out, I'll go and get the bathroom trash at the same time. What a guy! But I don't treat my bedroom the same way. I care more about like what the free space. I mean, yeah, the, uh, yeah. shared space, communal space. Like. Yeah, but like sometimes my bedroom is like, yeah, fuck it. Sometimes <laughs> it is like that, yeah, because <laughs> it's like no one else is seeing this besides you know. Mine's always in pretty good shape. Yeah, oh, yours, is, yours is good. Yeah, it's always in good shape, but it's not like super immaculate. But it's just like I don't let it anything. I don't leave anything lying around anywhere. I've it's a new. It's this thing that I have of. <clears throat> I wasn't like this when I was younger, but like I don't like I don't like leaving anything lying around anywhere ever. Like, not in the communal area, not in my room, leave nothing on the floor. Like, if there's a if there's an item of clothing that's, I don't have any, I have nowhere to put it, I just fold it and put it in, like, my cube, my cube shelf, I'll find a space for it there. So I don't like leaving anything, like, lying around. Your, your cube shelf is really cool. It's very helpful. I was very helpful. Like getting one of those. You should, it's great. All right, another question. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? That's a good question. Um, I remember we did a, uh, a tier list with our patrons on, on Discord, and pancakes were way too low on that list. I concur. I, do you hear me, Dawson and Olivia? You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say if they're like the – because you can mess up all of them, and people can make like not very good versions of all of them. But I would say as an overall, I would go with pancakes because I think they're generally, for the most part, they're always really solid. But the best breakfast item I've ever had is the French toast at Cheesecake Factory. Is it really that good? It's really that good. How, how do they make it? So um, they take um, – this is not a, a, an ad, everybody. No, it's not. They take a French roll, I think, and thick cut toast, and then they – Like a French baguette? Baguette. French baguette. And they cut that in half. What? Yeah, and then it's – and it's Like long ways cut in half? Uh, like they cut it at an angle, so it has like an angle on the edges. Oh, like wow. Like a rhombus shape. A rhombus. Yeah, rhombus. <laughs> Very underrated shape. <laughs> a rhombus. French toast. No, seriously, look, Google it. That's what it looks like. Um, and it's very thick. It's like two inches thick. And it's just high quality. Um, it's made with a lot of sugar and <laughs> a lot of oil, butter. 
But the outside gets super crunchy and crispy, and then the inside is really soft and sweet and fluffy. And it doesn't taste. It doesn't have any like hint of the egg flavor. It's just really. They add. They put, I think they put a lot of sugar in there. So oh my it, god! It looks delicious. Doesn't that look I found amazing? Photos of it. And they'll throw uh, whipped cream on top of it and uh, give you uh, butter and maple syrup. And I swear to God, to this day, it's the best French toast I have ever had in my life. It is sexy. I used, I used to get wow. that. I used to get that um, when I worked on Sundays. It's only available on Sundays. So I would say that's French toast because French toast can taste eggy. You know? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's not, if you, yeah. if you use too much egg. Yeah, and I don't really like that. And you need to really overwhelm it with syrup to get over that egg taste. But like that French toast is the best breakfast thing I've ever had, ever. Really? Yeah. That looks really delicious. I want to get that. I, I'm a huge pancake guy, and I love waffles too. And I think French toast is really good. But I've always been a really big pancake guy. And we used to go to this down diner in Watertown, Massachusetts. Massachusetts called oh, yeah. Deluxe Town Deluxe Diner Town. Kid, and we loved that place. We would like go to the movies, then go to Deluxe Town Diner afterwards. And oh, I'm sorry, it was sourdough bread. Sourdough, that's what it was. But it's a sourdough baguette. Yeah, and sourdough it looks baguette. exactly how you described it, yeah. though, with the like the angled sliced. Thanks, baguette. I tried. I tried. Um, but there's a, this this place, Deluxe Town Diner, had so many great pancakes, so many kinds of pancakes. It really opened my world. They had a lot. Pancakes. Was that the ice cream place too? Yeah, they had ice cream. Yeah, they had ice cream. Uh, they had like a little ice cream thing next next yeah. to the diner, but it's like one of those big tin can diners. It's great. I and love those. diners. They had all kinds of pancakes. Then that's where I started like having like banana pancakes, which are lit. And then like they even had bacon pancakes and like all sorts of stuff like that. Blue corn flour pancakes. Yeah, yeah. lemon ricotta pancakes. Lemon, yeah, lemon oh ricotta God. pancakes. All sorts of stuff. So like I remember I used to love just getting every, like every different kind of pancake there. I love those old school diners. So I think like Johnny Rockets. We always loved eating at Johnny Rockets is lit. Yeah, those chili good. cheese fries. Woo, I can still taste them. Still good. Can still taste them. Mm-hmm. You know what we should start. I want to do next time we have like a like a cheat kind of meal is I want to go to Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is great. I had some Chick Fil A nuggets the other day. Excellent. That uh, Mo let me have. They're sensational. They are out of this world delicious. Yeah. It's very underrated fast food. And the the honey mustard that they have is yeah delicious as hell. They have a bunch of sauces, but yeah, their their chicken tender nuggets are great. And just like the chicken sandwich is just phenomenal. Like it's very simple. It's like they have the perfect coating on the chicken that really is just excellent. And the thing with the chicken nuggets, it's it's, it's mostly meat and not that much batter. Yeah. You know, it's very thin batter. I've never had their chicken nuggets before. I've never, like, gotten Chick-fil-A that many times before, but I feel like it's so good. And it I get, is. It's so underrated in my life, and I got I to gotta up my Chick-fil-A Our brother game. is obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes there all the time. He's a big Chick-fil-A Now you, now you know why. <laughs> it's really delicious. It is, it's a, it's a top-tier uh, fast food. Absolutely. It is top tier. And with fast the pickles, because the sandwich comes with just a slice of American cheese and pickles, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's perfect. It's I haven't very had the simple. sandwich in so, so it's long. It's very simple. Cause, and, and I think there's one that's pretty close to us, too. There is, yeah. Um, in, this na- in this neighborhood, wow. on, in we Eagle gotta, Rock. We're going to go. Eagle Rock's pretty cool. Yeah. We used to go, well, I used to get that at the mall when we were, grew up. We would go to the food court at the mall, and they had the Sarku teriyaki chicken oh place. sarku teriyaki, teriyaki chicken. chicken we were such yeah. little husky obese little boys that we used to just destroy entire plates of of sarku chicken teriyaki that was the best part about going to the mall the whole thing but they had good choices at that mall but chick-fil-a was one of the choices so i'd get that sometimes because sometimes we would both get sarku. was it chick-fil-a yeah was it before it was really popular though right it was growing in popularity it wasn't like it is now but it was an early one in our area uh-huh. that chick-fil-a so i would go but sometimes we would get different things and so I think you would like go to Pizzeria Regina. Regina was lit. And Pizzeria then I would go Regina to Chick-fil-A. Really 
things we would, we would mix it up that way. I, I think Pizzeria Regina is one of the best places to get pizza in Boston because it's it's really big slices, nice and crunchy bottom, and just like it's like classic city pizza from like East Coast Boston, New York City. It's kind classic of pizza, classic pizza from, from Boston, East Coast from Boston, kid. Yeah, kid. it's fucking pizza, guy. <laughs> it's crunchy on the bottom, soft on top. You got some Ronies there. You oh, good to go. Yeah. You got a little Bill Burr going on right there. <laughs> yeah, it did kind of sound like Bill Burr. <laughs> I love that. The high pitched Boston. I, love that guy. I saw his, um, he was on SNL, I can't remember how many years ago, and they had a, a sketch where he was like a Boston guy that was sampling Oktoberfest beer at like a grocery store in Boston. Uh. And it's just the funniest <laughs> bit ever because he's there with his son. His son's got like a broken head. He's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, you're going to take a swing at me? Is this the moment you've been waiting your whole life? You're going to take a swing? Take a swing at your old man? <laughs> he did, Um, I think he was, uh, he presented at a, an award show. I think it was the Golden Globes or the Grammys. And um, he was presenting, not the winner, I think, but he was presenting a singer, I think. And it was, it was uh, Grammys. Yeah, Grammys. And it was, uh, it was a singer with, um, a Latin American last name that was hard to pronounce, and he just butchered it. And he and he's like, "What did you guys expect? <laughs> What'd you get me to read this name for?" It's so funny because <laughs> like everyone's on Twitter calling him out for being like, like yeah, being insensitive for yeah. not saying last name right. It's like, dude, he's a guy from Boston. You expect him to pronounce that last name correctly? <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, he probably just got it's it. Bill that Burr. night. They probably just gave him the name yeah, a half yeah. hour before going on it's stage. Bill Burr. What would you think was gonna happen? <laughs> it cracked me up. Man, that guy's funny. Yeah, he is. He's one of the old school comics. Doesn't care what anyone thinks of him. What's your um your favorite car brand? You know what my favorite car brand is. Subi's Subaru, kid. Playa. <laughs> Subaru. Subi. Subi fam. I love my Subaru. It's terrific. Yeah, you do love that thing. Yeah, it's a great car. It's a pretty good car. You should look into it. I mean, getting a Subaru. I'm next not time buying a new car until I'm, I'm successful enough to buy a Porsche. Yeah, I'm gonna keep my Subaru for however long it lasts. I'm gonna keep my Corolla forever. That'll be like my daily. But like, yeah. I'm I'm not buying anything until I'm we're balling and really doing well, and I can buy a Porsche. That's my goal. Nice. That'd be. What's the Porsche model you want? It's it depends on what's available. I don't want to. I, I probably couldn't afford like a brand new one. I'd probably get a used one. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of cool ones. I mean, there's some from the '90s that I would really love to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can find a good used one that doesn't have a ton of miles. But that that'd be pretty cool. Like sometimes I'll do like car shopping like that. I'm not gonna buy a car just to see what's out there. Oh, you just browse, just browse, browse for fun. For fun. But my shopping. buddy's a uh, really big car guy, and um, I'm sure if when the time's right, I'll, I'll ask him for advice for for looking up cars and in, in, in Porsches and something like that. But I mean, this is like if everything goes well in life, yeah. like I can afford a Porsche, which would be really cool. I would get um. If I could have like anything, like just as a, a sidecar, I mean, I would get maybe like a brand new, like maybe like a BMW or an Audi, whatever is like a, a great uh, new model of those, or an old school car from like the sixties or seventies. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like I love, yeah. um, I like their early to mid nineties Porsches, like the 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 nine six four. Really cool. Yeah, I, don't... I would like one of those. It's kind of like the one that she that Jennifer Connelly has at the end oh, yeah, of Top Gun. Yeah. Nice kind of like one of those it's early nice ni- like those mid nineties Porsches. Nice car. They're small and they're cool. They're like just fun for cruising around. I also I think it would be cool to have a, a like old Ford pickup truck. Yeah, that would be. That would I be like cool. old pickup trucks too. Yeah, 
I do. That would be fun to drive around. The way the world's going, you have to get that in electric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get arrested for buying it. I got it. a I got a 1972 Ford pickup. It'll be like a thirty-seven dollars uh, per gallon of gas. The the salesman will be an undercover cop, and they arrest me for the sale. It'll be like a black market drug deal. But well, in California, you want people to buy gas cars in 2030. I I think it's what is it 2050? No, no, it's sooner than that. Really? Yeah, I think it's like 2030. I thought they were. I thought by by 2050 they'll all be gone. Well, yeah, that's their plan, plan. but the the bill is like you can't buy a gas-powered – I believe – don't quote me. I'm not really big in politics know what's going on with stuff like these bills that get passed Uh in terms of like gas and cars. But I think it was like by 2030, you can't buy new gas-powered combustion engine cars anymore in California. Really? That's interesting. Hmm. I wonder. That's That's pretty soon. That is pretty soon. It's it's a lot. Are you going to be able to get a Porsche, Jim? I'll buy it before then. That's the plan. Yeah, but I think <laughs> it's pretty pretty crazy because there's so many cars in California. There are everyone has a car in California. If someone doesn't have a car, it's weird. And because you need a car, because well, Los so Angeles is, is I think specific. But let's yeah. see. There's 14.2 million cars in California alone. Holy guacamole! That's a lot of cars. That's more than I think some countries have in total. I guarantee that's more than a lot of countries be. that have cars. Yeah, man. I, how many cars have you had? I've had, I think, I've had, so the Focus, and then the Camry, and then the Prius, and then the Subaru. So I've had four cars. I've had three. I've, I've gone Focus, Prius, and Corolla. Corolla. That's it. Nice. Plus, we, sh- we shared You've been in the Toyota family all your life. I'm really into, well, not my, my whole life, but for a while. But I like Toyota. Yeah. And I think their cars are great. They, they, I haven't had a single issue in my car. It's brand new from 2016. Haven't had a single issue yet, but I also keep up to date with maintenance twice a year. Got to change that oil. Get the oil changed. Change the oil. Tires rotated, all sorts of stuff. I haven't had one problem with this car, and it's going on, going on six, uh, six years now. You've also you also have a very impressive driving record too. You have never been in an accident. I do drive very safe and like a grandpa. Yeah, you sometimes. do. Now, now you do, I do. drive kind of. It's kind of um, like a grandpa. I drive very chill now. Like I, when you're when, we get, when you're driving, when you're on the freeway, you stay in the right lane, not all the way to the right. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Because so, in my head, I'm like, what's the point of like stressing myself out? No, no. So all- I think I always avoid the right lane because there's people merging onto the freeway that I want to avoid. Look, I'll stay in the right lane if I'm only getting off in like a mile. Yeah, yeah. I don't like just. I'm not like the guy like hands up, close to the steering wheel, chin on the dashboard. <laughs> Big glasses on. Oh, I'm gonna go 55. Yeah, no, no but I, I have noticed that in recent years you have been you 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 are a much more cautious driver than less you ever stress, were. man. Less yeah. stress when you're not changing lanes like crazy. People are in such a rush. Rush. I feel like, hey, you drive how you want to drive. If you're listening, that's how you drive. But I I used to drive like a madman and try to get somewhere as fast as possible, cutting people off. Yeah, and, you like, had your face blowing yellow lights, blowing red lights. Now I'm at the point where I'm just like. Whatever, I'm gonna get there. This it's not that big of a deal. If it takes 37 seconds longer to get to this location, I'm gonna get there eventually. So I don't, I don't really like speed that much. But if I had that Porsche, I'd be whipping that thing around. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going 65 on the freeway with that thing. Dude, the, the, the Corolla I have is not a very fast car. It's fast because it's like 2016. Like if I put this up against a car from like the 70s, and it's, it's light, blow yeah. it away. It's light and front front wheel drive, but um, it's not technically a V4 even. It's like technically like a V2. Really? So yeah, I mean these they're so efficient the way they make these engines now. It's not really a four cylinder engine anymore. Well, that's the same with my Subaru. It's a four cylinder, but it acts like a six cylinder. Yeah, in terms kind of, of the same, it has, same it sort has of thing. turbo charge, and so it can it has the same speed as a, a six cylinder um, Subaru. 
But yeah, I, I have noticed that about your driving. It's become a little, little more laid back and. Slow. And now, like, if someone cuts me off, I don't even get upset. I try. Me, to, I, I don't. I, yeah. I sell them like. I get upset if they're like put my life in danger. That's when I get upset. Or if like there's someone in the car, then I'm like, you're putting their life in danger because you have to like get in front of us for some reason. That's like if people put my life at risk. That's what take. That's what pisses me off. But if someone just cuts me off, I don't mind because. I'm I'm always open to let I always let people go as often as I can because I want to be let go. I want someone to let me go if I need to get in front of them. I think the last two years I've really, really eliminated most of my road rage because when you're from Boston or from a, a big city like that, like a lot of people have road rage and they develop it, and you know it kind of gets passed down from your father for sure. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I I think also quitting my job and not being in a commute every day has also tamping down my road rage so I don't have to be stuck in bumper to bumper every day so I understand how people still get upset in traffic or they let it get to them because it does effing suck well traffic sucks the thing is and I hope that we can help make you guys chill out while you're in your car with our show there is there is an acceptability level to having a higher raised temper when you're driving a car because you're in a life or you can't you're kind of in a possible life or death scenario. You're driving in a an auto an automobile that's going. It could be going up to 75 miles per hour. But even if you're on the in the city, you could be going 35, 40 miles per hour. So you are already in a heightened sense of alertness. And so you're you, you can't control to some extent. It's I think it's totally natural to get a little upset if something goes wrong where your life could be at risk. I think it's totally fine to be upset. And that's why people will <clears throat> even if people even if someone's very level headed. And a calm person. That's why they can get really upset on the road because you are in that heightened sense of being alert driving in a car. It is a risky behavior. Yeah, well, I, I understand if you're almost killed. If someone's yeah. like gonna hit your car, and even if you don't die, it's still just a hassle to deal with what happens and the repercussions of a car accident. No one yeah. wants to get in oh, a car yeah. accident. But I mean, people that will just. I used to just get upset when someone would just cut me off. No danger of dying or yeah, my car crashing, but like someone cuts me off and I lose my mind over it, yeah. or like I'm watching someone about that to, cu- I'm watching someone about to cut me off, and then I'm like speeding my car up to make it more yeah. of a risky situation, or you see someone edging over and you're trying to make it hard for them. Look, and make, I have to get there first. Make it seem like yeah. a close call, like yeah. what? Because obviously something they're doing is is gonna put you both at jeopardy. But like yeah. you could just let it happen and I've, nothing. I've it's no big there. deal to just let things like that happen. Yeah. Someone's gonna cut you off. Whatever, dude. I've been there. I've, um, that's where yeah. I'm at in my life. I don't even yeah. care anymore. It's silly because I've been that person of like someone of like speeding up to make it more difficult for someone to pull a move in front of me, and it's really silly and really stupid. But I've definitely done that myself. I've seen some even crazy things that happen to me on the road. Like I, someone will, like last month I was driving, and I was on the far right lane. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was about to get off. That's yeah, why. Sh- yeah. But how long were you in the lane? Just a couple exits. Just a couple of miles. Couple short exits. And um, <laughs> sure. I'm passing this exit on my right that I don't need to take. I need to take the next one in, in like a quarter mile. And this person just comes bombing from my left across two lanes to cross me. And also, they're about to hit like the grass because they're so late to taking this outbound onto the main roads that they've missed the lanes. So like. They're about to hit signs in those water barrels. Uh-huh. They missed those by like 10 feet maybe wow. while not really even slowing down, still going like 45, 50. Old me would have been like honking my horn like, 
what are you doing, yeah. you maniac? Yeah, yeah. But I was just like watching it like, oh, I wonder if they're going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> they made it somehow. And I'm like, but I still did the like, I got to see this motherfucker. Like, what do yeah. they, what does this person look like in yeah. their car? There's that thing of like, you need, you, you need always to see. look at someone that pisses you off. You need like, to you look. Have to, you have to or keep... does something crazy on the yeah. road. You just yeah. got to look. Yeah. But there are really bad asshole drivers like that. Cause like, you'll be driving on the freeway, going like a steady 70 miles per hour. And then someone will be like, They'll be driving up your ass, and you, and they'll be just like really bad. And then they'll go around you to the left, speed up, cut you off, and then ten seconds later they'll take an exit. And it's like, why did you have to go around me, cut me off, and then te- take the exit? All you had to do was just wait another ten seconds and take the exit. So there are I, I, yeah. people that like they need to like get ahead of other people. I think it's just like I used to be like that yeah. when I was a teenager. I used to yeah. drive like that when I was a teenager. I was like that was like th- when I, I think it's a teenage thing, but I, there are grown adults that still do that and it's it's just silly behavior. It's dangerous behavior too. It is, it is dangerous, you're right, man. Driving is driving can be dangerous. And I can think be. Some people I think maybe don't look at it as seriously as it can be with the repercussions that are possible. Um I've been in accidents and it's not a fun thing to be involved in. It's you were in quite sucks. a few in your in your youth. Before I was before I was eighteen, I was in like three. Yeah, yeah. your your license, your insurance was high. It was, but, <laughs> but it has dropped down. I drive much better than I used to, but I still like to go a little fast. I like to go fast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit fifty on a, a city street if no one's around. Whoa, no, no problem. Putting people's lives at risk, man. If no one's around. <laughs> 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 you're, you're in LA there's always someone around no I drive to the gym at 7 in the morning the streets are empty oh yeah that's true empty. Are empty yeah there's literally not a sight a single person in sight even even cars do you uh, run red lights frequently if there's no one around <laughs> 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 Look, you just drive backwards on the streets if you're, there's no one around don't no, you so there's an art to running a red light I'll only do it if it just turned red and I'm already there and it's honestly there's not a car in sight going either way but i'll I'll make sure because i mean when you drive the same places you kind of have a timing for the lights you know what i mean yeah you You know know, you know when they're gonna switch yeah so you plus you you can tell by in la the crosswalk exactly the the crosswalk has a countdown so you know every once in a while it stays green but 90 percent of the time it goes red once the crosswalk hits zero so you can actually time it pretty well and all i already know these handful of lights really well so i know when a light's gonna turn red and also so if i'm gonna if i know Beforehand, I'm going to go run this red light. I do a quick scan for both key cars on the other side of that intersection if they're going to be if there are any cars there. And generally, if there are cars there, I won't run the light in case someone wants to like bomb the green light. And then also keep an eye out for someone who wants to take a left turn in front of you. Because, you know, in LA, there aren't any left turn green arrows. Well, there are, but they're not. They're a very ton. few and far between. And so most of the time, you have to take a left turn. As the light is turning yellow and red. So actually, I think it's pretty common to run red lights just to take a left turn. Half the time you have to be taking a turn during a red light. And it's the only way you can make that turn. The way the streets and street lights are laid out in LA doesn't really make sense. And it's very pretty dangerous, actually. So in that case, it's pretty common to run red lights. But So I'll keep an eye out for someone who's going to take a left turn in front of me if there's no one there. And I, and I also scan quickly for any cops. Right? Like just a quick like look checking the mirrors and ahead of me no cops then i'll just burn that red light i'm a big scanner too yeah. i scan everything yeah it's important especially to keep, when you're driving to constantly look around it's like quarterback vision in madden yeah. like 06 when they had the qb vision yeah, 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 yeah. Cone. it's exactly like that always check out the mirrors and in i'm always if i'm going into the if i'm moving lanes in a in a freeway i never rely on the mirror i always look back 
to see if there's a car there. I, I will never fully trust the the side mirror of a car from tra- changing lanes in a freeway. Yeah, I'm always scanning because you want to anticipate anything that could go wrong. Like I saw a horrific car accident that I was a witness. Oh to, yeah, recently. Yeah. Um, last at the end of last year. It was before I left my job. It was when I was just on my commute to work, and I was half a mile away from my my place of employment. And I was just got off the highway, and I was just driving to a light that was about to turn red. So I was just slowing down because I wasn't close enough to like go through the go through the yellow or make the green. And I in the like you said, the left turns there aren't a lot of left turn green arrows in L.A. And a person coming in the opposite direction. The, the light was yellow, so he's like, all right, so I have a chance to turn. So they're taking a left turn from the opposite direction, and so they're going to obviously pass in front of you, f- field of view perpendicularly yeah. to go down the turn. And uh, as the light turned yellow, as I slowed down, because I was pretty far away, the car next to me, this on the, this like big SUV on my left, speeds up, and they were way too far away to try to burn through this yellow light. They're, we were like easily 100, 150 feet away from this yellow light, and mm. they just like kicked it into like 55 miles really? per hour i'm like oh my god something's gonna happen and so the other car was this little red bmw beautiful little beamer from like the 90s uh-huh. and as they're taking the left turn this this suv the red the light had turned red for like five seconds it was, it was red, red as hell uh-huh. they bombed through this intersection smashed that bmw on the side on the passenger side door and then the car just like falls into a million pieces all over the intersection, and I was I knew it was going to happen as soon as I was watching it, like because uh. I was just scanning the area and, and paying attention. And so no one stopped to pull to like help these people, but I pulled over immediately and ran out of my car, checked on the people in the BMW. It was this guy taking his son to school. Oh my god! And they were okay. I got the the door was broken, the passenger side door. Um, so it took me and the dad like a few seconds to pull it open. Was the kid sitting in the front seat? Kid was in the front seat and it didn't have airbags and he, the, the front seat door didn't get hit. It was the rear passenger door. Okay. That's good. But it missed him by like three inches, four Mm -hmm. inches, like the impact of the, it could have, if it had been in the, in the front side door, he would have died. died. 100% would have died because it, they didn't have airbags. It wasn't a very safe car, obviously, but still that, SUV was probably going 55 miles per hour through that red light. And so we got the kid out and uh, someone else was calling the police and I was just calming them down and, and the kid was okay. So we sat him down, but then I ran over to the SUV because that person had gone, hadn't gotten out of their car and I was worried that they were hurt too. But also I just wanted to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what was that? And then they wouldn't talk to me. They, like I was trying to knock on their window. They kept their windows closed, and then police were coming. And then eventually they talked to the How police. How old was that person? Like 30. Mm-hmm. She was just going to work, and she was just bom- she bombed through that thing so bad. But the kid, they were, they're fine. Thank God. Not even like a scratch on him or anything. He was just in shock and yeah. so scared from what had happened. But um, he got took, taken away in an ambulance. No physical injuries at all, just like yeah. shooken up. Thank goodness. But like I acted as a witness and I got interviewed by police and everything. Man, that's so dangerous because like I said, I'll go through the light and make sure there's no one that wants to take a left turn. But also, I'm not like going through a light after it already turned red. I'll do it while it's turning red. Like that you just pass under it and it's red. Like it's not like already red and I go through yeah. it. This so, was maybe some yeah. of the worst, maybe the worst driving I've ever, ever seen in my entire life. Even though the lady who passed in front of me in that highway situation I said earlier where she mm-hmm. almost hit the grass getting into the outbound. 
this was way worse because it was way more dangerous, I think, because you were just bombing through a light that was clearly red yeah. for a couple seconds. And that's what's so tough driving in L.A. because I, I wonder how many accidents are caused by not having green arrows for the left turns. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's got to be a ton. Probably, but it's I mean, a there's a lot of people in the city. You yeah. can't just have green arrows. The traffic would be cr- even worse. Yeah. It would be It'd wild, be horrifically bad if they had just green arrows everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. You get very used to like, okay, I'm just going to wait till it's red, and then it's turning red, and I'm taking a slow left turn, and you, you, everyone else has to kind of wait for you to do it. But it's an accepted thing. It's not like you're taking the left turn, and people are honking at you for blocking them during the green light, because everyone understands, like, that's how it is. It's a way of driving out here. Yeah. <laughs> driving can suck. It is what it is. Yeah. But, um... How about we uh, call this wraps on our weekly chat? That's a good, uh, that's a good wrap call. Right. This is weekly chat number chat. ten. Stay tuned for some awesome news coming for you guys this weekend and next week. Lots of fun things coming for you with the show. Take care, y'all. Bye. Don't be running those red lights. <laughs>